Hi, my name is Lisa, part of the leadership team here at DCC. Thank you so much for listening to A Church in the City podcast. And we hope that you enjoy this message and that it enriches and encourages you today and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Okay, yeah, I, I, I am finishing, um, I had a two weeks, I'm finishing um, this, uh, this little series, if you will, um, f- Flesh versus Spirit. And I heard, when the Lord was speaking to me, I, heard, I said, but the Spirit won, right? We won. Jesus is more, we're more than conquerors because Jesus conquered. You know, and then it says, so let us walk in the Spirit. And so I talked a little bit about last week about, about you know, I'll just read the scripture again. No, it says in Galatians 5, 16, 17, it says, so I say then, walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh for the, or the brokenness of the flesh or the wrong perspective of the flesh. We can go into so much where the flesh can lie to us. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are contrary to one another. So I so that you do not do the things that you wish. So what I was encouraging us a little bit last week is that sometimes we find out, you know, the devil's out there. We know he's out there. And I'm going to talk about that in a few seconds. But I want to challenge us, where are we fighting our own self? If, if the devil's been defeated, where are we fighting in our own flesh? What are we fighting with our emotions, our own understanding of God? And so um, last week I mentioned that, you know, I said Satan's defeated. And, 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 and I read Colossians 2.15. It says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle out of them, triumphing over them. Jesus destroyed the enemy. He said he took the gates of hell. And so, so if we know that, you know, and then I, I had a few other scriptures I, um, on that as well. Um, it says, for what should we say then in these things? If God's for us, who can be against us? And that's Romans um, 8.31. Romans 8.37 says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors for him who loved us. Why are we more than conquerors? Because Jesus conquered. And see, so I, I, so I, so, but I want to make it crystal clear that I wasn't saying that the enemy is not out there. I'm not saying that the devil, the Bible says in, in John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, kill. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus, I've given you life and life more abundantly. So I'm not saying that the enemy is not out there. He's out there. I'm going to be quoting the scripture in a few minutes, but he says, he, he walks like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. So he's after us. And by the way, he's more after the church than he is after the, the unbeliever, the ones that are just doing it, because they're already, they're already why waste their time on that? He's focusing on coming against the church, the men and women of God. And how does he come against us? How does he come against us? He comes against us through lies. The Bible says he is the father of all lies, and all his resources are lies. Okay, so let's talk about resources. You know, if, you know if, what's the resources? It's our, it's, it's our provision. It's, it's what we have. It's, if you're in business, like, where's our resources? It's our employees. It's our, it's our, it's our, 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 our gift and what we do. It's, it's our bent. It's our resources. The Bible says the devil, he has no resources. They're all lies. They're not even real. Yet, so what we're saying then is the enemy is out there, and he walks like a roaring lion seeking who may devour, and he's, but he has their lies and all his resources lies. So, so we're getting beat up, if you will, from a liar, someone who's been defeated by Christ Jesus our Lord. He comes in, and how does he come and get us? And a lot of it is not even our hearts. I know a lot of believers, including myself. Man, I love God. I want all God. We sing these songs. You're everything. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. 
And we're like, yes, man, that's awesome. Yet Monday comes around, something happens, another thing triggers something up inside us, next thing you know, we become this victim. And I shared a little bit about just how I've been a victim. And I wanted, I wanted to um, share, even, I want to even share that a little bit um, this week, a little bit more about things uh, where the enemy can come in and whisper to us through our own hurts and our own rejection. Nan had a word today about walls. And he said, and I love it. He says, Jesus walked around the walls. I think she repeated herself three times, you know. And then, she, and then he said, then I'm, you know, I'm going to command those walls down. But you know what? It takes participation with the Holy Spirit because he gives us free will. So he can call those walls down, and you can put those walls right back up. No, I can't do that. He's God. He's so awesome, and so he gave us free will. Think about it. So he didn't build them walls. How did them walls get on? How did you build those walls? We built those walls. What are we building in ourselves? Would it be because we've been hurt because of different things. And so I want to challenge us today in these areas. And I, and I, was, a little, I was a little nervous last week about just like because... People don't like to be held accountable. People don't like to talk. When we talk at church about obedience, we talk about our responsibility, you know, and because we talk about, like, well, works. This is not, faith without works is dead. I didn't say that. The Bible says it in James. Faith without works is dead. So there is a responsibility for us. But what happens sometimes is because we want to be loved by God, we want to know God more, we try to earn that. And that's where works, um, this is, where, this is where, we're, where we're just doing it for works. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying we have to do these things so God can love us. We have to do these things so we can be saved. No, it's already done. But we have to do what God tells us to do. As believers, we just can't do whatever we feel, whatever we want, whatever we think. And how many times do we put our perspective over God's? I mentioned something about being mad at God. Um, there's so many people who are frustrated with God. They're frustrated with God. And, I, and, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, too, about you know, exalting yourself against the knowledge of God. But if God is perfect, and he is God, and he's a creator of ever and earth, and, he, and I think I, we, someone had a word last week, everything that we ever go through, he had that prepared for us before the foundation of the earth. So now we're going to get mad at God. And I had a friend tell me, do you know what it means when you're mad at God? It means you're judging God. Because why are you mad at him? Obviously, you're mad at him because he let you down. He didn't do what you thought he was going to do. What is he going to do? So you're judging God. And my friend goes, oh, I can't do that. No, I can't do that either. But why would we? Because we have a misunderstanding. That's why. It's not that our hearts are so wicked. And we're, we're frustrated because we don't understand. What if you're never going to understand? Whoa, did you just say that? What if you're never going to understand? What if it's a mystery that you're going to trust God? How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if I pronounce that right, Abednego, whatever, the three Hebrew boys. You know what they said? We're not bowing down to um, King Nebuchadnezzar. Even if we burn in this fire, we're not going to bow down. But we believe the Lord's going to deliver us. And what happened? We believe. We believe God's going to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down. Not going to bow down. Wow, they had to make a mind, even if we get burned up. And you know the story. If you don't know the story, they they, they um. The king said, put a bigger fire, make it worse. The, all the guards who were by the doors, who opened doors, they all died. Anybody who threw them in, they all got burned up and died. So these three Hebrew boys are in there, and, and the king Nebuchadnezzar looks in, and he goes, didn't we three, put three boys in there? He goes, I see four people in there. 
Jesus was right there with him. Think about that. We sing that song, there's another in the fire. You know what? We might be going through some fires. We might be going through some situations. We might be going through some tests and trials. But Jesus is there. But as soon as we put our perspective before God's perspective, we never hear the victory that we have. We never see the plan to walk through it. Because I don't want to walk through it. I, wanna, I want it out of my... I don't want these tests and trials. I don't want them. I want them out of my life. I want kumbaya. I want, you know, I want everything to be perfect. And, what, and so what happens when it doesn't happen and our world gets upside down and we go through things, man, that's when the enemy comes in and then we start believing the lies. And now we're frustrated with God. We're like, why is this happening? And we start, and what we become is become victims. I shared this story that Hannah did um, last week about you're not a victim. You're not a victim. You're a mighty man of God. What if we tell us that when we, because, we, because sometimes in the, in the natural, we are victims. We've been hurt. We've been rejected. We've failed. But that's not our identity. Nan started this whole thing um, in the first of the year. She had this vision, and we, and we had these white stones. I still have my stone. It's on this Bible. I have that stone about our identity. The devil wants to steal our identity, but he's working through us. We're allowing him. If the devil's defeated, he can't take anything from you. Yeah, he can. My life is terrible right now. God's not done. Where's that faith going to rise up? Amen? Let's, let's, let's put it this way. This is a real tough word right now, but get ready for it. And then humble yourselves. If we're really going to talk about flesh and spirit, we've got to start talking truth. And I know someone's not going to like it, and I'm sure someone's going to hear something, but I tell you what, this is a fact. This is a fact. Anytime if this is God, and this is, he has a purpose for us, and every time we put our will over God's will, Every time we put our will over God's will, who becomes God of our life? We do. Oh my gosh! We're going to put ourselves over God's will and we're going to wonder why we're fighting these emotions and we're wondering what's going on. We're going to think we're wiser than God. We're going to think... I'm not yelling at you guys, gosh. I, I yelled yesterday, my, last Sunday, my throat. So I'm, just like, I'm, just, it's, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Do we do this all the time? I'm guilty of it. I'm going to think I'm smarter than God. I'm going to think that I'm going to, I'm going to understand. What, you know, think about it. Anytime we put our will, and I'm telling you right now, last week I preached Sunday. Since this Sunday, I have put my will over God's will. You know the secret ingredient to, when you do that? I'm sorry, Lord. I've been in my own strength. I've been just a flesh ball. I've been reacting. I've just been in my own will. Lord, you are so good. You are so faithful. I just humble myself before you. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. What if it's a daily alignment? What if we got a daily? What if it's an hour? To, well, well, I'm getting off. I'm getting off. I, I started this last week. I said, there's three things that I do to keep myself walking in the Spirit. Because this walk in the Spirit, soul to the Spirit. Three things I do. And one is stay humble before the Lord. When we start putting our will over God's will, when we start putting our perspectives over God's will, when we start being wise in our own eyes, the Bible says in Proverbs 5, um, 3, 5, excuse me, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I don't think I'm ever up here without quoting that scripture. And I don't think I care. And I, and I had people say, you say, you talk, you repeat yourself a lot. I'm going to repeat myself to the day I die. I will quote that scripture every day of my life. Why don't you join me? Why don't we learn how to trust God with all our hearts and never lean on our understanding, but acknowledge him in everything we do? Yeah. 
Let's not be wise in our eyes. Let's fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It'll be health to our flesh and strength to our bones. We'll live victorious lives when we say God's the only way. And I'm going to trust in him even when I don't. I'm yelling again. Even when I I don't care. Even when we don't understand the circumstance. When I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I see Jesus and he's my light. He's my light. How can we get excited about that? If you're getting discouraged, stop. It's a waste of your time. Get encouraged. You're getting offended with me. Stop. You're wrong. Just humble yourself. Maybe not because I said everything right, because you can't get offended. Let's just say I say something wrong. Because I could. I'm not perfect. Matter of fact, I probably could and will say something wrong. I'm not going to be perfect. But if you get offended, you're wrong. See, we don't want to say that. We think we have a right to get offended. Wow. Keep yourself humbled. You're offended. My friend Brian Glass says, I have an unoffendable heart. Unoffendable heart. He declares it over himself. I have an unoffendable heart. But ask him how many times he has a chance to be offended. Because no one invited him to something the other day. <laughs> and me and Dan was razzing him. Dan goes, you said it three times. You're sure you're not offended? Um, no. Um, it's so easy to get offended. We do get rejected. Didn't it? Let's be honest. Who's been rejected or misunderstood this week? Come on. Look at half of us. We have an opportunity to get offended. But the Bible says, I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I live, but Christ, the, the Christ who lives in me. In the life I live in this flesh, in this natural body, I live in faith in the Son of God who gave himself for us. I live in Jesus. Wow, I've been crucified. So when we're getting offended, dead men getting offended, you know what, you know what a dead corpse smells like? Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. I, I, Brian told me um, a story about cleaning up a problem, and, and he said it was horrible smell. I mean, in the hospital, that's how he started his career. Now he's a director, but he used to clean up a lot of bad stuff and a lot of stinky stuff. And I tell you, I tell you what, flesh stinks. So why do we protect it? Why do we protect it? Why do we protect ourselves? Because we're not trusting God. We're not humbling ourselves before the Lord. We're going to try to fix our own problem. I'm telling you, we have to stay humble before God. Because that's what's the opposite of being humbled. is pride, being wise in our own eyes. It's one or the other. Think about that. Another, another thing I brought up um, that keeps me walking in the Spirit is a strong pursuit of the Lord, seeking God. If I truly humbled... If you're truly humbled, we need to be seeking him daily because I want to know how to get through this day. Well, I need to know how to handle these frustrations and these hurts and these wounds, these things that come against me or my family or my business or my friends. I mean, I mean did anybody have a friend that you just erect right now and you actually start feeling wrecked yourself? We can't take that on. That's not going to do you no good. You got a friend in trouble, so you're going to start feeling. And I've heard, I've had a minister to people, yeah, this or that, and they're actually wrecked. They're actually wrecked because of somebody else's problems. Come on, let's get real. Why are you being wrecked? We need you to be strong. Your sister and brother needs you to be strong in the Lord. You need to be pursuing God and help. But we get wrecked. They get wrecked. We're, people are just falling apart just because this world's falling apart. We're supposed to be in this world, but not of this world. We're supposed to be creating our own God's, partnering with God and his kingdom. 
So keep watching the news, and you're going to hear a lot of crazy things. And man, come on, Lisa, God told Lisa, quit watching the news. Get focused on me. Get focused on me, pursuit of God. Listen to this, he goes, he says, I love, I love those who love me, and who, who seeks me diligently, they'll find me, Proverbs 8, 17. Seek me diligently. Why does God want us to seek him diligently? Because he has all the answers. He made us. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He's the almighty God. Yet we're going to start debating with ourselves and with God and his word. This is the stuff I'm talking about. We have to be pursuing God. What does it look like to pursue God? If I told you that you need to read this Bible every day, that you need to pray every day, you say amen. But some of us would say, man, Chris, is this preaching works. But what if I said this? Man, God has so much for us. We ought to be looking in this Bible. We should be drawn into this word. We should be seeking God's word. We need to be praying so we can learn to hear God's voice. We need to grow as disciples. What is disciple? It says, go make disciples, but be a disciple first. What is discipleship? We talked about that. It's a learner. It's a follower of Christ. We're learning. I'm still learning to be the man of God that God called me to be. As a husband to my wife, as a father to my children, as a minister in business and ministry. I'm learning how to deal with my emotions. And tell me this, tell me this. When we're struggling with something, whether we're struggling with ourselves, whether we're struggling with a situation or circumstances, we're no good to anybody if our focus is not seeking God and trusting God. It's going to be all over the problems. And we're no good to anybody. And all of a sudden, we become selfish. I, I, I've just been sharing a little bit. I've been going through the last few months in my business. And... Um, I'm no good to anybody. I'm going through a problem. So I think I have a right to behave a certain way. I can be short my wife. I can be, I can be standoff. I can be cranky. I'm going through a lot. Yeah, I'm going through a lot, man. You know what I'm going through? So I can act like a butt? I can act like a fool? You know what I'm going through? And you know what? Let's just be honest. That is a natural thing to do. We're human. That's just natural. I mean, come on. We're going through. Of course we're going to be overwhelmed. Of course we're going to be heavy. Of course we're going to be frustrated. Of course we're going to be grouchy. Of course we're going to be foolish sometimes. So I just said it's natural. It's normal. We're human. But truly, if you're in Christ and you're with the Holy Spirit, you're not natural. You're just not only natural. You're supernatural. What? What? What would you just say? I'm saying you're Supernatural. You're supernatural. If you've got the spirit of God in you, you're supernatural. You have the living God inside you. So just act, quit acting like a mere man or a woman. Quit acting normal. How about that? Well, Chris, come on. You expect us to act, not act, act normal? Yes, I do. Well, <laughs> excuse me, God does. Paul rebukes in the Corinthians, you're acting like mere men. You guys are just acting normal. Let me read this to you. Let me read this to you. It says this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit and the things of the Spirit. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be cardinal minded, or we could say naturally minded, is death. But to be spiritual minded is life and peace. When's the last time you felt peace? Wow. Why? 
And if I ask somebody why they want pet peeves, they probably tell me a list this big. And they're probably legit lists. They're probably real lists. They're real. That pain is there. That, that's, that's true. But it's, no, it's not more true in God's word. Where's your mind stayed on? The spirit of God as you're pursuing God? What's your mind stayed on? What, what are we staying on? What do we believe in God for? What are, we re, what, what are we going to trust God in? Think about that. It says it, says it leads to death. Cardinal mind, natural thinking doesn't lead nowhere. Spiritual minded. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. What's, what, this is our biggest battle between our ears. Right here. I know men and women's hearts are right. We love God. I can, we're worshiping God. We want all that God has for us. And then when our world gets upside down, our minds go in these spirals and we spiral. You ever hear the word, I'm spiraling down or spiraling out or what's the word? I mean, we start to spiral. Do you know what? What if we just say that's natural? You're going through some, that's good. But then if we know that, now we can say, wait a minute, but the, my spirit is fighting against my flesh. Wait a minute, that's natural, but I don't have to just act natural. I can step into the spirit and walk in supernatural. I can allow the Holy Spirit to bring peace right in the middle of my problem. Right when I'm walking through the valley of death, I'm experiencing a glory and a peace and a power and a love like never before because I'm dying inside and I'm overwhelmed inside and this is so heavy. And then my God comes and he shows me his glory. He doesn't change the circumstance yet. He shows me his glory in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the failure, in the middle of the mistake. He shows me his love. He shows me his strength. He shows me his power. Then I rise up and say, I'm not a victim. I'm a mighty man of God, and God has a plan for me, and I want more of you. I want to seek more of you, Lord. I want to draw near to you. I want to see your glory like never before. How can I help you see the Father's glory if I'm too busy sucking my thumb and worry about my problems? Amen? Now, you know it's true, but it's not for me. You know what I'm called to do? I'm called to equip you guys to do the work of the ministry. All this hierarchy in church, that's not biblical. Amen. Yeah, there's gifts and there's five-fold ministries to what? To equip us to do the work of the ministry. Amen. Right. I'm nothing more special than anybody else. Trust me. Get to know me more. You're like, he's a, he's, he's a pastor at DCC? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm a pastor saved by grace. I'm a pastor who loves my Lord. I'm a pastor who's pursuing God with all my heart. I want to know him more because he's a plan and destiny for me. And he has a plan and destiny for you. And I'm telling you, if we start realizing it, we'll find out the devil's going to come after us. But we're going to stop believing those lies. We're going to stop believing those lies. And it goes, and the last thing I said is trusting in the Lord. Always trusting in God. And trusting in God doesn't mean every prayer we ask, everything we want, we get. What's this? God's a little genie in a bottle? Come on, God. You told me you would prosper me. I'm not seeing it right now. I literally heard this many times. Like, oh, don't talk about giving because we're going to offend somebody. You know what? Because people, it, giving has been abused in the church. I, I honor that. I respect that. But I tell you what, God's telling me to talk more about giving. Me and Lisa one time, this is before our business took off. We were struggling, and we just got well, less than a message about, are you saving money? No matter what you make, you can save money. You just got to take a little bit off the top. And, um, 
And uh, so me and Lisa saved money, and we, and we did it. We didn't have any money, so you're saving like a 25 hours or a 10. We just kept saving money, and we saved money. And we looked back over a year or so, and we like had a nice little chunk there. We're like, man, look at this. Look at the checkbook. Look at the savings account. Wow, look at that, man. Wow, look at that. I got, we did this, baby. We did this. And God goes, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Give it all away. What? Give it all away. Once we knew it, and you know how fun it was? We were at a conference. We didn't know anybody. But we, so now we're just praying. We're going up to somebody. We're prophesying. We're crying. Hey, you need this. We're writing thousands out. We're writing checks out. People are crying. We're like, wow. So we go, okay, now, we're, now we're, we have no money. We have nothing, right? Let's get back to the program again. We did it again. Man, we did it again. We did it a lot faster this time. Look at this. We got this little balance in here. You know what he told us to do? Give it all away again. We just bought somebody a car. I'm not trying to exalt myself, guys. I'm talking about that is crazy. And I tell you, people say, you need to have some wisdom. Give half of it away. You give it all away. God says, give it all away. Yeah, but I need to use wisdom. What wisdom? Whatever God says, that's wisdom. Fear the Lord's beginning with do what he says. Who am I to say? And don't wake me up. I haven't lacked nothing. I've been blessed and prospered. I lack things, but I tell you what. I'll, you can't outgive God. Try. Me and Lisa try, and it never works. We live to give. Live to give. But think about that. But we talk about giving, it, it, it offends people. No, do what God tells you to do. That's why here at DCC, we never tell you. You will never hear me or any of us go, I feel the Lord's telling some of you to give $1,000. <laughs> Hades will freeze over before that happens at this point, unless he said to. But I tell you what I will say is, what is God telling you? Are you listening? Now, this is not a giving message. I'm just saying. I tell, but, uh, but some, some I'm have, God's had me, that's not even my notes. But somebody is afraid to give. Because they're, they're afraid if I give, I'm letting go of something I can hold on to. No, no, no. When you give because God tells you to give, you're hanging on to his promises and his faithfulness. See, so giving's not a problem for me because I believe that. Because I'm trusting in God. Amen. Let me share this. 2 Corinthians 10:5 says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought in captivity to the obedience of Christ. Casting down arguments, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's the devil's number one thing. Started in Adam and Eve, right in the garden. Kevin was sharing that. Being, oh, is that, is that, did God really say not to eat that fruit? Yeah, God said it. They knew God said it. He convinced them otherwise. You'll be like God. Well, what if they would have, that's exalting himself in the knowledge of God. They knew God. They walked with God. He walked with them every day. He just says, you can have everything in this garden. Matter of fact, Adam, I think Kevin, he's naming animals. He's doing, he, come on, we're doing this life together. They were perfect people in a perfect garden. And yet Satan got in and lied to him because something exalts himself against the knowledge of God. What's exalting itself against the knowledge of God in your life? It is happening. It's happening to every one of us. Why don't we be honest? Let's get real, right? Are we really going to talk about flesh and spirit? We're going to learn how to start learning how to sow into the spirit and walk in the spirit. We got to start knowing what the flesh is. My number one prayer every day of my life, 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 I say, Father, I thank you as I humble myself. And I'd ask you guys to do this. Can we do some homework? For the next 30 days, take out. I'll do it, 30 seconds. 
I humble myself before your mighty hand. I just cast all my cares upon you for you love, for you love us, Lord. And I thank you that you just helped me and anoint me to walk in the spirit and not the flesh and to know the difference, to sow into you, to trust in you, Lord. You, this is your day, Lord. How about that? What was that, 10 seconds? I do that. Do that. Would you do that? And, and come and see me in 30 days if you don't see something different in your life. I'm saying I guarantee something's going to happen. Just do that. Just go and truly mean it. You know, don't do it because I told you to do some work. Just really humble yourself. I want to know. Do you know when you're walking in the spirit, not the flesh? Do you know I have done so many good things in the flesh, in my own strength? I've given money away that wasn't even God telling me to I, because I just did. And I'm saying, thank God for his grace. I've done things in my own abilities, good things. I know pastor friends who dedicated their lives, but they forgot about their wife. They forgot about their children. They said, I served God all this time. You did, but you weren't quite listening. God, your family, your wife, your children, then your job in ministry. God teaches us in his word the, the, the way, his ways. Are we listening? I love you guys so much. I, I'm so honored to be up here preaching the gospel and encouraging us. Guess what? I don't love you as much as I love my wife, my, me and my house. I you see what I'm saying? I got to put them first. First Jesus first, obviously, then them. So God taught me over your priorities. But I'm, how many times I've went over doing things in my own strength and my family's suffering. In, in, any family suffering in here? Because one spouse is putting too much in their career or too much in other things because our focus is not on God. It's exalting itself in the, against the knowledge of God. God has a plan and a purpose. And it's his way, not our ways. What's the plan and purpose for your life? Well, Chris, I don't know. Then keep in community. Find out. Get around people. Have learned to hear God's voice. Have learned how to walk in that. Think about that. Think about that. What, what's exalting yourself? We talked about fear and anxiety, and people, they're, they're, they get anxious. The Bible says be anxious for nothing but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. How many times fear starts coming? You know how fear starts coming in? Because we got our eyes off Jesus, and, our, and we're looking at our circumstances. And I, I have, I have um, uh, um, uh, our sales manager, um, Jenny, she, 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 was, she walked in anxiety. She was on uh, uh, anxiety medicine. What, what's up? Oh, anxiety medicine. And... Um, and she was doing it, and she's, it's crazy. While well, we prayed for her, I think you ministered to her or something. But anyways, she, she, said, she got off this anxiety medicine. She said this anxiety medicine was actually altering her behavior. It wasn't healing her. And I'm, again, don't nail me because if you're on anxiety medicine. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're on anxiety medicine, God can heal you so you don't have to be on that. I am telling you that. And if that hurts your feelings, then go to Jesus with it because that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a living truth. If you're stuck in anxiety and you're taking anxiety medicine, God can heal with that. Now, there might be some time in it. We might, have to, we might have to use wisdom in that a little bit, but God can heal you. So she believed that, didn't she? And she got off it. And she, and she told me, this has been off this stuff for years. She goes, but every day in my life, she said that sometimes a panic attack will still happen. I never had one, but they're horrible. That's what I heard. I have friends. She goes, she goes, I just go to God. She says, no, God, this is what your word says. This is exalting itself against the knowledge of you, Lord. I am not going to fear. You haven't given me a spirit of fear. I will not be anxious. She says she's got to tell her that stuff. So what she's doing, she's exercising her spiritual muscles. I was going to pop out 25 push-ups like I did at one time. I literally, no, she's exercising this. And she goes, Chris, I got to do it all the time. And she says, man, I just know God so much more because of that. I'm growing, because she walked out that battle. She's walked out that battle. Think about that. I, think about that. What's exalting itself? Yeah, so good. 
I'm telling you, there's people right now in sin, some besetting sin. Their eyes are going where they don't belong. They're stuck, and they feel stuck. They feel stuck, and they feel godless. You're not godless. You're just stuck. God's right here. You can walk that out. If you're at home and you're in this room and you're stuck with something that keeps holding on to you, that you know it's not God, I'm telling you, you can be free. I'm saying you can be free in Jesus' name. I'm saying it's a fact. It's the living truth. It's time for freedom. I'm tired about singing about freedom songs, and I want to start seeing freedom as we sing freedom songs. I want to start seeing miracles as we pray and sing about miracles. I want to see God's glory because we pray and sing God's glory. I don't want to sing about it anymore. I want to walk in it. Who wants to walk in it with me? Who wants to walk in it this week? Who wants to tell our flesh and our emotions that will not dictate our future, but the living God will dictate our future, and we'll trust God with all our heart, and we'll start learning what exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every one of you guys can come to me next week and say, Chris, you're right. There's some things in my mind and my heart that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. I feel like I'm a nobody and I'm all alone. That's a real feeling and that's a horrible feeling. But if you're a believer, that's not true. It's not true. You say, Chris, you're telling me it's not true? You can't tell me it's not true. These are my feelings that I'm telling you. I said, I know the feelings are there, but it's not the truth. You're not alone, and you are special. Jesus died for you. Don't put him in your box. Don't put him in your box. Repent and say, God, I know that I, I just feel lonely, but I know you're here. I told that testimony one time. I, was, I, was just, it was, I got up about 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning. It was pitch dark. I didn't turn light. I'm just praising God, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I felt God. I felt no presence. I'm like, I don't feel your presence, Lord. And, and so my mind's starting to race. I'm like, oh, man. I, I, mean, I felt it was this demonic attack in the middle of the night. I don't, I got, I, and so you know what I said? I said, I don't, whether I feel you or not, I know you're here, Lord. I know you're here. You're here, Lord. And I started to worship him and dancing and praising and praying in the spirit and just praising. All of a sudden, Jesus came in my living room. The pre, I, didn't, his, I didn't see him, but his presence there, the anointing was so strong. I didn't know what to do. And I, I mean, it was so glorious. I kept going, oh, and I kept falling on my face. I kept, and, and, and I kept hearing him say, get up. And I kept falling on my face. He said, get up. Because I really, when you get in his glory, you don't even want to, you feel not worthy. And so I kept falling on my face, crying like a baby, snot coming out of my nose. And Jesus is in here. And I, and I go, he kept saying, get up. Walk with me, get up. But I'm not worthy to walk with you. He goes, I made you worthy. Get up and walk with me. Don't call yourself unworthy when he died for you and me. Stop it. I'm not worthy. He paid for you. You're worthy because of Jesus Christ, not because of your behaviors or how you feel. What if we start just drawing a line in the sand? I'm way over. Ben has to come up five minutes. I don't care. I'm finishing strong. Think about that. Your band can come up. Um, think about that. What's exalting itself against the knowledge of God? What is the enemy trying to steal your identity, trying to tell you what you can't do? The Bible says you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. The Bible says with God all things are possible. So anything else you hear is a lie. My God says all things are possible. All things are possible. So I'm frustrated, I'm confused, I'm a little troubled, but I'm not going to fear. I'm going to trust my God. I'm going to run into his arms of grace. I'm going to rely on him to teach me how to be that man of God. Let him teach you how to be that man and woman of God. Let him teach you how to walk as a disciple of Christ. And then let him teach you how to make disciples. How about that? Amen. Jesus says, those who believe, all we do have to disbelieve. There's no 
There's no other thing but just believe in his goodness. And anything that exalts itself in the knowledge of God, let's put it down. So I want to pray for that right now as we go back into worship. Let's be real with ourselves. Let's say, is this me? Because this doesn't line up with God's word. This is not like what God's promised us. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to draw the line and stand. That bully, that devil's not going to lie to me anymore. Let's stand up. Father God, and I'm asking you to join with, even at home, stand up. Yes, put your donut down and stand up. Come on. This is the truth. Father, we humble ourselves here in this place, and everybody is listening this, on this podcast. We humble ourselves before you, Father. And in any area that we exalted, anything exalts itself against your knowledge of your goodness and of your promises, we repent for right now. And we thank you for your help and your grace and your wisdom and your anointing to show us how to walk with you, how to walk in the spirit and not the flesh. You teach us how areas that we're doing things in our own understanding, we give it to you, Lord. And we thank you for your thoughts, your ways, your will, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, with you all things are possible. So we're starting today a new day. This is a defining moment. Can you just say this with me? This is my day. Say it with me. This is my day. This is my day to connect with the God like never before. So as we go into worship, as we go into worship, man, get, bring these things, to, these things that are exalted self. Give that to God. Don't wait till I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tonight. Do it right now. Amen? As we go back into worship. I'm so blessed and I love you guys. By the way, Ryan Hannah's back there if you need prayer. But do it. Anything that's up exalting itself against God. Anything that's talking to you and telling you what you can't do or who you're not. Call a lie. Call the devil a liar. Amen. God bless everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Church in the City podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode with a friend as we are fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Thank you again and see you Wednesday for our midweek podcast.